0: Hi, Mario, after party. My name is Nice1983, and I'm an Amiibo Holic. Hi, Nice1983. It's been three hours since I last bought an Amiibo, and I'm jonesing real bad right now. I don't know what to do. You know what? Screw this. I don't need this group. I don't need you. I just need more Amiibo. I don't need anything. Live from the Splat Towers and it? it is. The Splat Zone. Welcome back to the Splat Zones. This is episode two. And if you couldn't tell by that little intro, this is the AA meeting. AA standing for Amiibo Holics Anonymous. And in this episode, we are going to talk about Amiibo. And if you don't like that, that's too damn bad. We're going to be here for an hour, guys. I am your host, Nice1983. I also have with me on deck my co host, Mario Afterparty. How's it you doing today, bro?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, fellow Inklings and fellow Smashers and Amiiboholics, especially since that's what we're talking about today, I'm doing fantastic.
0: All right, all right. So guys, we are 10, nay, 11 months into the Amiibo thing, and uh, we decided that it would be a really good idea to start talking about that and how everybody feels about it because there's a lot down the road. So we got some we got some amiibo history. We got some amiibo present, not presents, by the way, just present as in current. And we want to talk a little about amiibo's future. And with that, let's go ahead and start the talking points right now. What is an amiibo? Amiibos are part of the Toys to Life. They are NFC-based toys. Uh just like your Skylanders, your Disney Affinity. Amiibo clearly, since it's a Nintendo product, it, they are based on Nintendo characters. We have a plethora of Amiibo. Uh, we have a lot of Marios, we've got a lot of Yoshis. But they are really sought after, highly collectible, and they look great on your shelf. I've got at least 50 Amiibo just sitting on my shelf, and I have an addiction. I have Mario Party here today because Mario Party is not addicted to amiibos the way I am. So I believe he will provide me with some great, great little counterpoints to the topics today. So, now we know what an amiibo is. Do you have a good understanding of what an amiibo is, Mr. After Party?
1: Yes, thank you for that description.
0: Beautiful. Alright, guys. I know that for some people amiibo is nintendo's first foray into the toys to life but that's not true nintendo's first attempt at making a toys to life product came in 2013 and it was specifically tied to pokemon rumble u now if you don't know what pokemon rumble u is pokemon rumble u is very similar to smash brothers it is a toys to life game in the way that you play as toys in a in a battle arena and you make your Pokemon fight. Uh, this version of the game is the third iteration. So we had one for the Wii that was downloadable through WiiWare. We had one that was for the, uh, the 3DS. And we also have one that is for the Wii U at this point. Now this is Nintendo's first foray into NFC capable figures. So what they attempted to do was release... A tiny Pokemon that came in Gachapon uh, balls. For those of you who are unindoctrinated to the Gachapon, Gachapon are like the American equivalent to Gumball Machines where you put in like, I think it's a 4.99 yen and you get a toy. Some of these toys are highly collectible. Some of them, they look really nice uh, and they're easily accessible to the Japanese community. So in Japan, you, you got these by putting uh, 4.99 yen into the Gachapa machine, and you got a blind toy. Inside the toy was a little Pokemon-based figure. Uh, they look the way they do in the game, little Miis combined with Pokemon. They're kind of cute, nice little style. And the way they work, just like an amiibo, you can customize their stats. You can raise their levels. You can even change their attributes. Uh, so, if you want a strong body Pokemon, you could change their attributes. All this is done through normal gameplay. They are not essential to the gameplay, but they do enhance gameplay in a similar way that Amiibo does. Uh, There's a lot going on. There were not a lot of figures, but the figures that they do have were nice and fun. Uh, here in America, this was actually a GameStop exclusive release. I don't know how many people knew that. Now the- not me. The problem with that is, is that by making it GameStop exclusive, GameStop does not have a very good track record of uh, restocking. Uh, So once these little guys sold out, they were gone. I was a little lucky on these guys because they came out, I believe it was around November. I ended up buying a case worth of these before I had a Wii U. Because I knew I was gonna get a Wii U, and I knew I wanted to try it to see how they worked in game. Because this was, you know, Nintendo trying to do what Skylanders did, and I've always felt like Nintendo's always had a bigger track record of of, of doing things better than, you know, their competition. So, guys, that was their first foray. We, you know, not a lot of not a lot to talk about there. Just letting you know that amiibo is not the first attempt. And after that, we hear nothing about anything for NFC-based products from Nintendo. Until about a year later, uh, at a 2014 investors meeting. And this is where I think things get interesting. Nintendo announces a new product called NFP, which stands for Nintendo Figurine Platform or NFC Featured Platform. It was, it went either way. These were unveiled by Iwata, and they only showed one figure at the time. It was a Mario figure standing on a brown base. The base looked a lot like the standard amiibo bases that we've seen with the Smash series of amiibo, and you know, so on and so forth. Uh, Iwata had this to say We have decided to release character figurines with built-in NFC functionality that are compatible with video games starting from this year's end. We are calling the figures by their development codename, NFP, which comes from NFC Featured Platform and Nintendo Figurine Platform. The figurines which customers can buy and collect are going to work with multiple software titles and to be released in the future. We are aiming to develop more software titles compatible with the figurines. This investors meeting was really integral for Iwata this is the this is the time where they actually voted on whether or not he would remain president of Nintendo so this this uh, announcement came at a time where they really needed Iwata to be strong so this is the kind of announcement that I think Nintendo kind of needed to Just get people talking about it. At the time, uh, Skylanders is the number one selling toys to life. Uh, Chris, you have a little bit of a background with Skylanders, am I correct?
1: I mean, not really. Um, I've only purchased one of the Skylanders games for the 3DS, and um, I was not impressed.
0: Yeah. I have things to say about that, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I, mean,
1: I know the games are better for the Wii U, but the 3DS was more like a linear, almost, almost like an old-fashioned Crash Bandicoot game for the PS1, where you're just running through the, the map, um, trying to jump over the obstacles, and it wasn't even as good as Crash Bandicoot. And then I felt like it was a nuisance to try to switch my characters by having to go and place the toy on the little you know, stand so that I could switch my characters instead of just doing it through an in game menu. I mean, I I think Nintendo is definitely if if Slanders um invented the Toys to Life or at least brought it into, you know, something that was marketable, Nintendo has definitely perfected it because Nintendo's Toys to Life is much easier and and much more fun than for what I experienced with my Skylanders game.
0: I, I would have to agree with you. And we have more to talk about on Skylanders uh, in a little bit. But uh, what else Iwata had to say about this was, uh, and and this is what I like. What is especially unique about NFP is that it is not classed with an, as an accessory product of certain software title, but as a platform itself. That, that, that says a lot to me because it's like, they were taking this as serious as they would take any Mario or Zelda game. It, it shows that when they decided to get into this, this market of, uh, of gaming, that they went in there f- fully knowing that they were coming in there kind of last. Because at this point, we had Skylanders. And Disney Infinity has started to come out and make waves. So Nintendo's jumping on board a little late. But it didn't have to be that way. Uh, A couple weeks after uh, Nintendo's uh, investors meeting, Iwata was re-elected president, as we all know. Uh, Skylanders, uh, the company that makes Skylanders, Toys for Bob, uh, and Activision dropped a big bomb on all of us. It turns out that Skylanders was originally pitched to Nintendo as an exclusive product. They wanted it to be a first-party exclusive game for Nintendo, uh, and feasibly that meant Mario would have probably been the main character uh, along with some of the other uh, high-profile Nintendo characters like Donkey Kong, Link, uh, possibly Pokemon. That, that blew my mind because uh, I remember initially the craze for Skylanders being really high, and to imagine that that might have been strictly a Nintendo product. Um, to be honest, I, I couldn't tell you how well these two franchises would have meshed at the time. But it seems to me like there might have been an idea there. Uh, at the end of the day, Nintendo was on board. But they backed out last minute. Uh, they basically... Just didn't think it was a good fit for their for their characters Uh, in some essence that might be true because From what I knew about Skylanders at the time It seems Skylanders likes to lock a lot of content behind the figures Uh, Like if you don't have like a sky uh, Skylander or a fire Skylander you can't get to certain portions of the game the content is completely locked uh in that essence it's a big cash grab you know it, it, Yeah, it, it forces- <laughs> i agree
1: it's it i'm not a fan of skylanders you know I, I think the toys to life should should always be used to enhance the game it should never be used so that you can complete the game and that's how they they do it at activision they you know they make you spend all this money just so that you can unlock you know these stages that you can't get to without you know, content that's already on the game. You're just purchasing a NFC chip so that you can unlock something that's already on the game. It's not even DLC. You know.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, that you know, and, and to be honest, I don't know for certain. We'll we'll never know for certain why Nintendo decided that they weren't gonna. Hello. I'm still here. Weird. Uh, yeah, we'll never know for certain why Nintendo decided that they'll. That they didn't want to do it. But it seems to me Nintendo's never been about locking content behind, you know, product. Uh, Amiibo have always enhanced the product that they're actually on. So, you know, it's it's hard to say for certain why it's not there anymore. Why they, why they backed out. But at the time of this announcement, it felt to me like Activision was a little scared. Shaking in their boots a little bit. Maybe, uh... They wanted to take some of the wind out of Nintendo's sail. Now, we'll never know for certain. We can't prove that. It just seems that's how it was. That's how it felt at the time. And I mean, it seems like later on they'll kiss and make up. But initially, I was a little off-put by uh, Toys for Bob and Activision for, for releasing that statement so close to the investors' meeting. Specifically since this was an investors' meeting, like I said earlier, it was important that Iwata remain president of Nintendo. And by coming out with this announcement, it's it's almost like they said, Hey, this guy told us no. And we're the hottest selling toys franchise in the world right now. Which is true. They act, Skylanders is the hottest selling toy franchise in the world. They outsell the top 10 action figures combined. I actually saw that in an article. Skylanders outsells the entire top 10 action figure line.
1: Yeah, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how long that lasts, because I think um, Disney Infinity and Amiibos are going to eat into their profits because people are going to realize that um, you're getting a little bit more bang for your buck with those uh, line of Toys to Life. And also the quality of the figures, specifically with the Amiibos, is so much better that um, as far as collectors are concerned, you know, the Amiibo line is, is where it's at. That's where you're getting the best looking figure. So even if you're not trying to use it in game, um, both Amiibo and Disney infinity kind of make people realize how cheap Skylanders figures are, um, as far as content and just the way they look, their physical appearance. So I don't know how long that's going to last if, if, if their profits are going to, you know, take a hit because of that. It hasn't happened yet, but, you know, we'll see.
0: Hey, you can't forget that Lego joined the mix as well uh, with their uh, Toys oh, to weird. Life.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: Legos joined the Toys to Life business, and Lego... I don't ever remember a time where Legos weren't doing well. Oh, yeah.
1: Lego's smart, man. They've... they've man, a toy that's been around for decades, they, they always keep it, you know, up-to-date and, you know, something that kids still want to play with. I mean, I I played with Legos when I was a kid.
0: I'm actually kind of wanting to play that game strictly because there's a Back to the Future set, and you build a DeLorean.
1: Wow, that's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) All right. So, after that investors meeting, things get a little bit quiet. Nintendo doesn't release any news about the NFP. They just told us in a direct that we would be hearing more about it at E3 2014. Which actually brings us to E3 2014. And if you guys watch the Nintendo uh, digital event, it starts off with this epic battle scene between Satoru Iwata and Reggie fils the president of Nintendo of America. And it's a, it's a funny video because they're going back and forth, hand-to-hand combat, which then transitions into them playing Smash Bros. for Wii U. And in the game, they're fighting as their Miis. And as the Reggie me gains the upper hand, Iwata, in typical Iwata fashion, pulls an amiibo from his coat pocket, places it down onto the gamepad. It was a Mario amiibo, by the way. Places it down onto the gamepad, brings Mario to life, and Mario then goes on to kick the Reggie Me's ass in in great fashion. As Iwata does the Iwata smirk, which is which is which, by the way, is more deadly than the Luigi Death Stare from Mario Kart 8. Does the smirk as Reggie sinks into the background in his loss. Reggie then goes on to. Introduce us to Amiibo tells us that after the, the after the event there'll be another video by Bill Trennan where he discusses what amiibo is. So after the whole direct is over, after we get all that smash hype, Bill Trennan comes on playing with a Wii Fit trainer and a link figure, making them fight. And then he goes on to remind us of this great intro video for Smash Bros. Melee, where, you know, the Mario trophy comes to life and starts to do battle with all the other trophies that are brought to life. And then they announced that the Smash series of Amiibo will be the first set of Amiibo, dropping the NFP title, we get our first name, we get our first hearing of the name Amiibo. And from there, they show us that, that original lineup of Amiibo, that Wave 1. That Wave 1 lineup, pretty hefty right off the bat. Um, I believe we had 12 figures in that lineup. Uh, we obviously we had Mario, we had Donkey Kong, we had Peach. We had uh, Yoshi, Link, Star Fox, Samus, We Fit Trainer, Villager, Pikachu, Kirby, and Marth. 12 figures. And so the hype train begins. Or so you would think. But initially, after they told us what amiibos would be doing in the game, they would be upgradable, they'd be trainable, they'd be your your training partner. A lot of people weren't sold. Uh I for one was sold just based on the appearance of amiibo. I thought they looked phenomenal. And the fact that they were based on the Smash trophies. The, this, the character design of Smash Bros is one of my all-time favorites because they, they come up with this one uniform style and then apply it to a bunch of franchises that normally wouldn't mesh because it is completely odd to see Mario and Link standing side by side. But what the Smash character designers do is they get this one uniform style and they make everything blend so that Mario could look stand next to Link and it looks right. Uh... Mario After Party, were you sold on Amiibo after the uh, initial uh, unveiling?
1: No, I wasn't really sold on it until I started actually using them in the game when I first started playing with them in uh, Smash 4. And I realized how much fun they were. And then the more waves that came out, I guess... I'm not as as big of a collector as you, but I, I did start to notice that the quality of these figures was really good compared to a lot of other, um, you know, video game themed toys that had come out. And I don't think we've ever had really high quality um, Mario figures in america before like this i mean there's a lot of especially some of the characters in this game like zero suit samus or you know fox like i mean those would even be hard to find at a at an anime store you know and and even then like you could find some cheap little mario keychains or something but you know the quality of these figures was was really impressive and i really it i was kind of slow to get on board but but after, you know, wave after wave of these toys came out, I realized they were all maintaining a high level of quality, not just wave one. And wave two, wave three, wave four, they were all, all the toys were really great.
0: Yeah, I would venture to say they've actually gotten better. Uh, Specifically the Smash line. Uh, There were some glaring uh, stands that held some of the figures up in wave one. Like, Link's peeing down the side of his leg. Uh, with that yellow peg, um, yeah, and Chris's sentiments actually echo the the sentiments of, of most gamers. They were like, "Well, we had to compare it to Disney Infinity and Skylanders." Yeah, Skylanders might have been a cash grab, but they were functional in the game, uh, where you would actually play as the character that you you used. Whereas Amiibo, at least with the, with the what they announced for Smash. Was that th- you were basically putting down a uh, a figure that once you once he once the toy was brought to life, it was an NPC, a non playable character. But you know, it was charming. I like I said, I was sold based on the design, and and Mario Party's after after is absolutely right. Um, back in the nineties, it was Mario Mania back then. Mario was everywhere. There was Mario Soda. I don't know if you knew this, bro, but there was Mario yeah, I, Soda.
1: I remember you telling me about that. I mean, I didn't see any of it, but um, you know, even when we were kids, man, we couldn't find toys like this. You know, this is... These kind of figures just have never been around, and, and I think that's why, like, especially the collector's market for these figures are like, you know, the... 18 to 30 year old market because you got a lot of you got a whole generation that just Even when we had Mario mania, we never had access to these kind of toys.
0: You're 100% right I've got a bunch of vintage Mario stuff. I'm talking stuff from you know, the year my brother was born Old like I've got the I've got this plush Mario that is literally from 1989. That's in great condition but it is not a great representation of Mario. It wasn't a great representation of Mario back in 89. Uh, And that being said, Mario in 1989 was blocky. So this representation wasn't so great. Uh, But that actually brings us to the next talking point since you brought up the collector's market. That takes us to November 21st, 2014, the date that Smash Bros. for Wii U was released. That also goes... We're almost
1: almost at the one-year anniversary.
0: Yeah, we're coming up. Couple, yeah, like about six more weeks, we get there. Uh, yeah, that brings us to that point. That also coincides with the date that the first wave of Amiibo came out. Again, we got that set of twelve. I was working for AT and T at the time. I took an early lunch. I got to work at nine. I took lunch break at eleven. Toys R Us was maybe a ten minute drive from my current job. From that, from that job, I'm sorry. So I went to Toys R Us on that lunch break. I go, I pick up my copy of Smash, and I pick up nine of the 12 Amiibo. I get Mario, I get Peach, I get Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Link, Fox, Samus, Pikachu, and Kirby. And I'm thinking, pretty pretty much, like, you missed all of the most rare ones. I, I did, and so I go to the person behind the counter, and I'm like, hey, do you have WeFit Fit, Trainer, Villager, and Marth? And the guy behind the counter, and I'll never forget this, goes, there was a line out here at 6 o'clock in the morning. I was like, don't you guys open at 10? He's like, exactly. And this these are the early days of amiibo hunting, people. So, don't get it twisted. In the early days, it was not one per customer limits that you see now. This was by as many as you can grab. Uh... And there were rumors beforehand that Wii Fit Trainer would be uh, very minimally produced. So Wii Fit Trainer sold out. Villager. I'm actually surprised about Villager, but I guess I shouldn't be with the popularity of the Animal Crossing franchise as a whole. But Villager, gone. Marth. And I understand why Marth was gone. Because if when it comes to Smash, anybody who knows competitive Smash knows that the king of Smash is a Marth main. And he really brought up the popularity of that character, specifically the Smash version of that character. And I am talking about Ken.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm so glad they re-released Marth, because it's a big, you know, middle finger to all those scalpers now who have who are sitting on, like, you know, all this Marth inventory that they're not going to be able to get rid of anymore, because that's a big problem in the Um, I'm not even a collector, man, and those scalpers annoy me, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, this is, this is the first, this is day one, and right off the bat, there are three figures that are inaccessible. Now, later on, I was able to go ahead, later that day, I went to a different Toys R Us while I waited for my fiance to get off of work, and I found We Fit Trainer, and a couple days later, I found a random hiding behind a Yoshi villager. Somebody thought they were slick, hiding a green box behind a green box. So I found a villager. I never found Marth. I never found Marth. Marth, invisible to me. Never saw him at retail. Nowhere I went. And if I live in the Tampa area, there are three Toys R Uses. Actually, there's four. One in Clearwater, one in St. Petersburg, one in Brandon, and one in Wesley Chapel. There are four Toys R Uses. I went to all four of those Toys R Uses, never saw Marth. There are too many targets to count. I went to all those targets, never saw Marth. I went to every Walmart I could think of, and that was the day I decided never to go to Walmart to buy Amiibo because Walmart never has Amiibo. That's a, that's a different story. But yes, this is it. The hype train begins. We are on the train from day one. The people who said they wouldn't buy them because they didn't do anything in-game realized What me and and After Party were talking about is that these are highly collectible because they are ultra detailed. These are the first time in the West that we are getting representation for a lot of these characters. There are not a lot of Star Fox toys. There are not a lot of Marth toys. I don't know how many villager toys I've ever even imagined. This is probably the first villager toy to come out in the West. And who would have thought that anybody wanted a Wii Fit trainer?
1: Yeah, that one surprised me. I was, su- I mean, I can understand with some of the other ones, some of the, like, you know, with Nest, too, man. When have we ever had Earthbound toys? Like, never. They probably didn't even have very many of those in Japan, but.
0: There's a nice there's set fr- of Earthbound figures that, uh, that were exclusive to, like, some Japanese retailer. But, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Th- there's not a lot of representation for these guys. So, the hype train begins. Uh, December rolls around and we get wave 2. Wave 2 had a lot of good figures. It was a smaller wave, but in that wave we had Diddy, Zelda, Luigi, Captain Falcon, Pit, and Little Mac. Of those 6 figures, (laughs) 3 of them are rare. Captain Falcon never saw it in retail. Pit, I never saw it in retail. I have a funny story about Zelda. Uh, we'll get that to that in a minute. I found Diddy Kong at Target. I found Little Mac at Target at the same time. I managed to get both of those. Uh, I didn't realize that this was a staggered release. They were they released three at a time, but I went to Toys R Us the day that they were supposed to release the first uh, couple. There were a I went there at opening. I I took some time from work. I said I would be you know a, about an hour late because you know well I took it as personal time. So I go to t- I go to <laughs> I go to Toys R Us and there's a line already. I'm li- I, you know, it's cold because, you know, people in Florida think that 70 degrees is cold, but that's cold to Floridians. Uh, I'm waiting. So I end up actually being the second person in line. And in front of me, there's a, I, I don't want to be racist, guys, but he's Asian. There was an Asian guy in front of me. So they opened the doors at 10. We all go to the amiibo section. This guy, the Asian guy that was in front of me, grabbed a shopping cart grabbed the only figure they had by the way was zelda from this release he literally grabs a shopping cart and grabs every zelda from the rack and there had to be at least 60 he grabbed them all put them in his shopping cart and tried to walk away guys mario party knows me really well and he knows that i don't have a lot of patience and i don't put up with the bullshit and in that In that moment, I said to myself, bullshit that he's going to grab all the Zeldas. I went up to, I said, you are not buying all those. And he said, yes, I am. And I said, no, you're not. And I took two Zeldas out of his cart. And I said, I'm buying these. Do something about it. He looked at me. I looked at him. And I said, yeah, you ain't doing shit. I take it. I take them to the register, and I buy my two. But that is my first encounter with scalpers and the collector's market. Because I wasn't the only person in line. There were still people behind me that saw me take the amiibos out of his cart. That wasn't happening. They only had Zelda at this release. They didn't even get the Diddy Kong and the Little Mac that were supposed to come out. They only had Zelda. And if I was only gonna get one, I was damn sure gonna get that one.
1: And you know what, Zelda's not even rare, so no the joke on him because super common. He ain't, He's not selling any of those Zeldas.
0: Exactly, but there it was my first encounter with a scalper. And from there, they released the second half of that, which was Pit, Luigi, and Captain Falcon. Uh, I found Luigi at the same Toys R Us. Uh. Funnily, though, I had pre-ordered him at Best Buy, and I, I went to Toys R Us first, and I got it. They opened the doors at 9 that day instead of 10 for the Amiibo release. So at 9 o'clock, I got my Luigi Amiibo, and I left. But I was like, hey, I still have my pre-order, so let me go pick up a pre-order. Guys, I am not a scalper, but I am a I am I'm I a collector. And if I can get two so that I can keep one in box and one for my personal you know play... I will. And I was like, I have a pre-order. Let me go ahead and get it. As I get to Best Buy, the doors open. They have none of that second staggered release for Wave 2. And there were a lot of disappointed people because, you know, they waited. You know, if you're waiting outside of a Best Buy in December, you either really want what they're selling or you're dedicated. And they had none. And so at the top of my lungs, I go, Toys R Us has Luigi! (laughs) At the top of my lungs. Toys R Us has Luigi. I have never seen Best Buy employees so mad in my life. They literally had more canceled pre-orders in that moment than they probably ever had at that location. I thought I was going to get banned from that location. (laughs) It was funny because people literally canceled their pre-orders. And... I could see them all rushing to the customer service to cancel their pre order so that you could do, so they could go to Toys R Us. It was funny. So, we now know that the collector's market is for real. And Nintendo is already starting to make a boatload of money.
1: So, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, if Nintendo's in the green, it's the Amiibos that are keeping them there. Because, you know, in our last Splat Zones episode, we already talked about how, even though the 3ds and new 3ds are really successful the ios market has kind of eaten into um nintendo's portable gaming market a little bit and then we all know the wii u's been struggling but the amiibo market that's been like the sleeper hit for nintendo and that is where they are making bank from man the amiibos have been just I mean, even beyond Nintendo's greatest expectations, I don't think they ever expected it to be like this.
0: Oh, I got to completely agree with you, man. Uh, I, and, you know, just last month, they, they came out and said that uh, they've sold seven mil. What is it? Se- it was either 7 million or 700 million, some ridiculous amount. I think it was 700 million Amiibos in the U.S. alone.
1: Not 700 seven hundred million. Was... It, it
0: had to be like seven million. But seven million amiibos yeah. in one market? That's not including Japan. That's not including Europe. And in any other country. China just got amiibos. And so does South Korea. They just got released two months ago in South Korea. This is this is a new this is Nintendo's like like stopgap. This is where like they they can pick up money off the back end. But they sold seven million in one market, dude. That's mind-boggling.
1: And at thirteen. 13- well, if they can sell them in Korea, they can sell them anywhere because Koreans do not buy Japanese products. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, that's. I mean, it's incredible. Like the amount of meebles that they sold worldwide is ridiculous too. I don't remember the number, but it's it's like over fifteen million worldwide. I think or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And so now, we've talked about the figures. But let's talk a little bit about the games. Obviously, the first game that they announced that was amiibo compatible being Smash Bros. Uh, honestly, uh, we talked about earlier how Bill Trennan showed off the trailer for Melee where the trophies came to life. I thought that was such a good idea to tie it to tie smash bros and amiibo together because like you know bill trinney goes on to say in the video that when he saw those toys come to life in the game that he wished he could have those toys i echo that sentiment when they announced what you know when you see that melee trailer that opening sequence um and that mario figure comes to life i was like man i want that mario toy So it makes 100% sense that they decided that the Smash line would be the first line because that's literally it. The whole concept of Smash is based on toys coming to life and duking it out. And what better way to, to, to get that message across than to have some freaking physical representation of the toys actually coming to life and you train them, you teach them how to fight, you customize them, you make them the way that you want, you have control of how Mario or Link or all the other characters play. The funny thing is, you know, I, you know, you know me, I'm a Pikachu man. The funniest thing in the world was t- training my Pikachu to fight like me and then getting my butt kicked by it. I was like, "How wait, how did this happen? You're using my fighting style against me. How is this working?" But that was so I know. Good.
1: I think that Skynet developed the technology for these Amiibos because they just become super overpowered once you give them, like, equipment and get them to level 50, and they are like little Terminators, and they just destroy you.
0: Yeah, but it was so cool. It was like, I brought that toy to life, and I trained it to fight like me, and then it was using it against me and anybody who decided to play against it. So that's the first software we got, um... And th- honestly, that's the most inclusive software that's that's been released thus far. Uh, Mario Kart Eight has amiibo support. That got added uh, with the second DLC update. Which, by the way, Mario Kart's DLC plan was was executed phenomenally. You got at the end of it all, you got half of a new Mario Kart game in that DLC. Huh, but then they added that amiibo support. Now this amiibo support. Not too, not like, it's not mind blowing, but it, it's still fun if you race as the me character, uh, because you get to unlock all the cool little costumes. Actually, when I do race as my me character, I like to dress him up as Star Fox, and make him race because it's fun to see. It's funny to look at Star Fox in that setting because he just doesn't belong. But neither does Link, and they made that work too, right?
1: Yep. Uh, I mean, I like the the level with the rupees. I thought that was cool. Oh, like yeah. Hyrule Castle.
0: That is literally my favorite stage now because of that DLC. I love that stage. I actually love the part where, like, if you hit all those, like, boost panels in that one portion of the stage where it makes the Master Sword come up and it unlocks an alternate path. Such a good idea. Not, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool because once you hit those boost panels, you see the Master Sword rise out of the stone, and it opens up a new path. So you can drive right down the center instead of taking that big uh, that uh, British uh, roundabout. Uh, well, then uh, we also got uh, content for Hyrule Warriors where every amiibo is compatible with Hyrule Warriors. Every single amiibo will unlock weaponry, money, and some other stuff. Uh, we also got like a. We got a. We got a. Kirby's Rainbow Curse got some. Got some love. Uh, they announced that the next Zelda game for Wii U would have it. The next Star Fox game for Wii U would have it. They also announced Mario Party 10 as being able to support Amiibo. Uh, I like Mario Party's inclusion of Amiibo in that game because the Amiibo become your board game pieces, similar to like Monopoly. Where like you play the game and your amiibo that you scan into the game come to life in the game and become your game pieces. Uh, They also announced that Yoshi's Wooly World would have amiibo. We'll get into that in a minute. And uh, Captain Toad. And uh, since then we've had a couple more games. uh, Mario Maker being the Mario Maker and Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer being the most recent. Uh, And that brings me to the next point is (coughs) innovations in amiibo. Uh, initially, due to the amiibo shortages that were happening, uh, I think, I think they attributed a lot of to the, a lot of the amiibo shortages to, like, the harbor strikes. Uh, you, you, you told me about those, I believe.
1: Yeah, I, I remember that. There was, um, a port strike, um, on, like, the west coast, I think. Oh, man, I. I don't remember what it was about, but there was some delays in Amiibo shipments where they were they were trying to fly them in by plane or something. I mean, I, I don't think it affected the Amiibo shipments as um, significantly as people think, though. I think it really was just because Nintendo was not prepared for the demand that they would be getting for these toys.
0: True. I, I, can, I can agree with that. Uh, but initially, you know... We had Amiibo shortages. Uh, That prompted uh, Iwata in a Nintendo Direct to say something that I think upset the community as a whole. But it was our first kind of glimpse at Amiibo innovation. Uh, Iwata said that there would be, for people who couldn't get on the Marth hype train or the Wii Fit trainer hype train or the Villager hype train, that they might release amiibo based playing cards in which you would scan the card and the and that would be the representation of the character in amiibo format this actually pissed off the amiibo based collecting community something fierce um i i i for one am part of that crowd that was upset because like it's you know the more amiibo you have the cooler they look standing next to each other uh, especially the Smash series. The Smash series looks really, really epic when they stand next to each other. That would, you know, having a, a an Amiibo-based playing card would break up the monotony. You know, they would break up that 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 beautiful, yeah, like, thing that you're building, that collection that you're building. It was it was almost blasphemous that they would do something like that. But that was them trying to, you know, <coughs> that was them saying, we want to innovate on Amiibo. We want to do something. Different with the Toys to Life. And it's it's basically Nintendo saying, How do we stand out from the competition? How do we stand out from Skylanders? How do we stand out from Disney Infinity? Let's take this into other realms. Now, they didn't actually go ahead and release that Martha Amiibo card. But
1: No, they're they're doing all the cards now for the Animal Crossing figures, so but since those cards haven't come out yet, it's really hard to say how. Actually,
0: I'm actually holding the Animal Crossing cards in my hand right now. When did you get it? I bought them yesterday. Oh, uh, no, I didn't
1: even know they came out. Yeah. Well, I have not used them yet, and I have not. I've seen like how they work, but
0: they're know, actually they're, they're pretty it, cool. They're. It, it's amazing how like they were able to get an NFC chip into a standard card, like. It's like a Pokemon card. It's the size of a Pokemon card. It's not fatter than a Pokemon card, but there's an NFC chip in here.
1: I mean, it's cool, though, because they're not messing with the uh, Smash Amiibo, like, lineup in that way. They're really just, they're putting it into the Animal Crossing one, which the Animal Crossing Amiibos haven't even come out yet, so, you know, it works. Those are Um, col- the, the amiibo collectors for Smash Bros are still going to get their you know, figurines and they're not going to have anything you know, violating the integrity of those collectibles, so it's going to be okay. Yeah,
0: I actually... Nintendo kind of recanted on that, but they did it really quietly by re-releasing Marth to the general public. It was like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have said that we were going to release the Smash series in card format. That I felt like Like, they did, like, a silent, uh, retraction. They are like, yeah, that that didn't go over very well, but we're not gonna... Like, Nintendo's, you know, Nintendo's an old-fashioned company, like, in a lot of ways. And they're very traditional Japanese. They have that, like, never-surrender attitude about them. Which is why, you know, they've been a force for 30-plus years. Uh, actually, they're... The company turned 126 years old, uh, in September. So yeah, that, and
1: didn't they didn't they start out as a card company, card company to begin with? So yeah, we know. should have
0: had more faith in the card uh, idea because that's that's their roots. They know how to make good playing cards. That,
1: but yeah, I think they know what they're doing. Yeah,
0: but, but you know, but they did like a silent retraction. They just they just that they just released Marth. They're like, yeah, we're just gonna re-release Marth because that didn't go over well. Again, well, you
1: should put that picture you took up in this in the B-roll for this video because, uh, what store was that at?
0: That was at Best Buy.
1: Yeah, it's like they knew. It's like the manager of Best Buy was like, "Men, we will stock Marth and only Marth
0: because we know how many people want to get this figure." Yeah, that was insane. That blew my mind. Uh, but again. They they announced amiibo cards. They didn't show anything, they just made that announcement, and that is our first inkling. Not to be confused with Splatoon. That is our first inkling of amiibo Innovations. In that same direct, they go on to show us a Yoshi amiibo. But not just any Yoshi amiibo. This one is made out of yarn. It's a little plushy, but it's an amiibo. And I remember calling you that, Daniel. Did you see the Yoshi? amiibo and you're like yeah i've seen the yoshi amiibo i was like no the new one and then you saw and you saw and then we had this conversation because it was it was great because we we, at that moment we realized that amiibo does not have to be a figure amiibo can be anything nintendo wants it to be
1: yeah i was just impressed that they found a way to make yoshi cuter i didn't think that was possible but there you go his woolly world
0: which comes out next weekend, by the way. Uh, so all of uh, the amiibo hunters out there, I I'll see you next weekend. Uh, hopefully, we'll be getting some footage of that. But yeah, it th- those in those two innovations, I think lead us uh, a li- That that led us into this year. I think uh, with the thirtieth anniversary of Mario happening on, you know, in September. We got this great little eight-bit blocky Mario. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's it's freaking phenomenal. If you guys haven't seen the video on, on my channel, check it out where we do an in-depth review on the 8-Bit Mario Classic.
1: Yeah, I mean, Amiibo,
0: like you said, Amiibo can be, really can be anything.
1: Um, I still, you know, think it's mind-blowing that um, you said somebody was using their Samus Amiibo on the London Underground Instead of using their Oyster card, they were using their Samus Amiibo uh, NFC technology to swipe it over the uh, turnstiles, and they were using that for their payment. Um, and so it worked. Just, yeah, and it works. You can use your Samus Amiibo to pay your, you know, subway fares. Like that's that blew my mind. But you know.
0: It was funny, I don't I don't know if that was like a one-off thing, if somebody was just trying it to see if it worked, but I came across that article while doing research for this episode and I laughed for like a good five minutes at that idea.
1: I mean, but even though that's obviously a somebody's personalized use of, of um, Amiibo NFC technology, it kind of makes you think, what else could Nintendo use this for? Might this be a technology that doesn't always need to be used? In a game, maybe they're gonna find all these different uses for it that you can use in your everyday life. Um, and I mean, the possibilities are pretty endless. I think Nintendo, um, you know, hit the jackpot here, and the amiibo craze is not over yet, especially with all the new ideas they're coming up with and the new types of figures they're releasing, you know, with releasing yarn. Amiibos, like with Yoshi, and just trying to make them different for every series, so that when you buy an amiibo for Smash Bros, it's going to have a different, you know, kind of feel than the ones that you buy for Yoshi's Woolly World, or you know, when you get something for the Animal Crossing series, you know, okay, well this series has cards to it, so every series has their its own identity within the amiibo figurine world, and it just makes it so much more in-depth and kind of exciting, because you think, okay, well, when the next big game comes out, you know, is is Nintendo going to actually have Amiibo compatibility with the new Zelda game? I mean, I guarantee you there's going to be some Amiibo compatibility with Zelda Wii U. Yeah, it's they probably going to be awesome.
0: They did announce that Zelda would function with Amiibo in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and that brings us to More Amiibo innovations, we got, like I said, with the 8-bit 30th Anniversary Mario, we had a different base that was different from others. That gets us to the Splatoon 3-pack, which has some excellent designs, some excellent bases. They are among my favorite Amiibo. All three of them look phenomenal. And we're just getting a lot more innovation with Amiibo. But we haven't talked about Amiibo-based hardware. Now, if you guys remember the investors meeting we were talking about earlier... Nintendo showed off some hockey puck-looking device. Uh, that was an NFC reader for standard Nintendo 3DSs. Uh, it would function the way that the NFC uh, reader does on the Wii U gamepad. So if you had a Wii U, you were set. Your Amiibo would work right off the bat. Uh, if you had a 3DS, you, you got a little hogtie there because you, know, you had to buy a separate piece of equipment. But not only that, uh, in the beginning of 2014, uh, at the end of 2014 in Japan, the beginning of tor- 2015 in America, a new 3DS came out. Actually, two. The new 3DS and then the new 3DS XL, which were literally designed for th- for pretty much the sole purpose of Amiibo functionality and, you know, a C-stick. Now, the C-stick, you could argue, isn't quite important, all that important because f- there's not a lot of games that use Amiibo. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, that use... The C-Stick, in any significant way, Smash Bros. for 3DS, is probably the most significant use. Uh, well, you also have Xenoblades Chronicles, correct?
1: Yes, I have it for my um, new 3DS, but it doesn't really... I mean, I guess with the camera function, but... Um...
0: So basically, this, this 3DS exists for the sole purpose of amiibo support. Uh, like 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 I read in the water quote, that Amiibo for Nintendo was a platform. This was something that they they had big plans for. It's a platform. And you have to support a platform. And what better way to support a platform than with another successful platform. So they came out with a new 3DS. And it's literally the sole purpose is... It exists for the sole purpose of Amiibo functionality. But I'm glad it's there. And for those who chose not to upgrade... You have a way to use Amiibo as well with the NFC Reader. It exists. Uh, it launched uh, the same day that Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer and the Animal Crossing cards came out. So it's out. If you if you have a 2DS or a 3DS and you're not upgrading and you want to use your Amiibo, this is the way to do it. And uh, it works. I've actually tested one out. It works really well. Uh, there are some limitations. Uh, you really have to be facing the 3DS hardware with this amiibo reader like pretty exact. But still, I mean, you get you get to play with your amiibo. And and, uh, and that's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: that's what they're there for.
0: All right, guys. So, I think this part of the conversation is where things might get a little heated. Third-party amiibo. This is a thing now. Uh at E3 2015, they announced Uh, a crossover between Skylanders and Nintendo in which which Skylanders would take up production of certain characters, specifically Bowser and Donkey Kong, and implement them into the Skylanders franchise. Now, I've had a conversation with Mario After Party about this, but right off the bat, I want to say this. This is a good idea in theory. This is a great way to cross-promote. This was a great way to get Nintendo characters out there uh do you know the last time that a nintendo character crossed into another franchise and it was officially supported by nintendo was soul Calibur 2 for the gamecube and the gamecube edition had link as a playable fighter in that game that is the last time that we got a nintendo crossover Ah, that was like in 2001 or 2002 for the gamecube it has been a long time since nintendo characters have crossed over into a franchise that wasn't specifically a Nintendo franchise this was a big deal especially if you like Skylanders but especially if you love Amiibo because there were going to be more amiibo now what happened is is I actually bought into Skylanders for this edition I bought the Wii U and the 3ds versions so that I could I bought the standard version so I could get the Donkey Kong and I could get the Bowser and I could play them Uh, I remember at one point Mario After Party and I had a conversation about how maybe the shortages could be stopped by outsourcing Amiibo production to the Skylanders team. Uh, If you guys saw the video that I did on the Sky Amiibos, they're pretty damning. Like I said, this was a great idea in theory, but allowing another company to manufacture Amiibo ended up being really a negative in my opinion. These figures are awful. They're awful.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I, I, you know, uh, watched your reviews of them, and I kind of thought about it, and I was like, really, are we surprised? Because the uh, Sky Amiibos, they look like Skylanders um, figures. They look cheap by comparison because Nintendo has raised the standard of Toys to Life figures with the Amiibos. So when you, you know, when you you knew you were going to get you know, the Donkey Kong and Bowser figures, but they don't look like Amiibos. They look like Skylanders figures, and Skylanders figures, by comparison, look cheap.
0: And when I did my initial review, I tried to take into account that Skylanders is more of a children's franchise, but it just, it, so are Amiibo. To be honest, Amiibo, the marketing for Amiibo, even though there is a strong collector's market and a very strong scalping market, there the the commercial the time that commercials for Amiibos come on on TV, are at times where kids are like out of school. They're not showing the commercials for Amiibo on primetime TV. They're just not doing it. They're not marketed towards the. They're marketed towards the same age range that is purchasing Skylanders. But these figures are such a high quality that it, it's you know you're right. The bar is raised, and by taking I took that into account. I was like look, these are these Amiibos are marketed to the same crowd there's no reason that Skylanders can't look as good. The quality control, the paint job, the paints, they, they just Even the way the figures feel, all feel substandard when you compare it to Amiibo.
1: I mean, once you decided to put it in the hands of Activision, you were never really going to get the same quality because it... The sky, you know, and I... You know, I'm... I know it sounds like I'm bashing the Skylanders figures, but they're a cash grab, and that's that's what they are. I mean, I you know, was really disappointed in my Skylanders purchase for the 3DS, because to me, it was like, the concept is, is pretty genius, because how do you make people spend more money on a game? Well, make toys that you have to unlock content that's already on the game for. Brilliant, but it's not good for the consumer and it's just, you know, it's a rip off and that's what those figures are and you know, you got a lot of kids that like playing with them. That's great. If I had kids and they wanted Skylanders and they had fun with them, I would buy them for them, but you know, for anybody who's old enough, you know, to to realize that you know, you're just not getting you're not getting as much for your money. As as you should be, and especially when it's your money that you're spending, and not your parents' money, you realize that it's a ripoff.
0: Yeah, and you know, I initially I stayed away from the Skylanders, even though I thought the concept was cool. Um, I did go, I did get into Disney Affinity upon the 2.0 release, cause you know me, I'm a comic book guy, I love Marvel. But initially, I did not like the concept of Skylanders, on the sole purpose that they rehashed a dead character. It was like, and it makes a lot of sense now when they revealed that they tried to get exclusivity with Nintendo, that they would go and use uh, Spyro the Dragon as their, like, selling point. Yeah, Spyro has some real good games in the, you know, on the PS1 and the PS2. And I assume that when they were able to get their hands on a top-tier character like that, uh, maybe a character that, you know, the the people who would remember Spyro were probably parents at this point who had kids that were old enough to Maybe play a game like this they probably like I remember this guy I had fun with those games my kids will like that because I believe the first Skylanders game is called Spyro's Adventure and you see Spyro the dragon and you might have that connection And you might remember that character in a certain light So I, I and you know, you know, I'm old enough to have you know kids that are about five maybe six So I know that parents You know who are you know who are a little bit older than me but still played games when Spyro was popular they probably had that mindset that, that, you know, I had fun playing those games. Maybe my kid will. And, you know, and obviously if that was like a way to market, it was genius because familiarity, you know. And maybe, you know, they thought that and they bought it for their kids. But you're right. It, it, in the in the long run, it's a cash grab. And it's pretty blatant at that. It's They're not even hiding the fact that it's a cash grab.
1: No, and they've, they've had a monopoly on this market until now. And, you know, Nintendo, these Amiibo figures have, have been out for less than a year, so it's really pretty early, you know, to tell, but um, when you start looking at what Disney Infinity is doing and what Nintendo is doing, that Monopoly is, is going to be over soon, because people are going to realize that there are better Toys to Life figures out there that A, do more in the game, and B... Um,
0: don't know, lock are, content.
1: Yeah, they they're not unlocking content now. I know the Splatoon Amiibos; they kind of unlock gear and missions, but they're it's the, the same missions
0: a, that you play in the single player mode, just with different constraints. You're not unlocking actual different missions. The missions are actually the same.
1: Yeah, the you're it's not quite you know because you can complete the single player in all of its aspects. Even though it's not that long, without these amiibos, and it's always a bonus, and and um, you know, and and I will say that Splatoon is the only game right now for the Wii U where all of the DLC has been free so far. Everything for Splatoon, all the stages, all the weapons, you know, Splatfest, everything has been free. It hasn't been free on Mario Kart. It hasn't been free on Smash Bros. So. You know, for for all intents and purposes, Platoon is the best bang for your buck right now, um, as far as Wii U games are concerned. I agree. Uh, I agree. But you know, the way that they have been doing it with Skylanders, they're they're just doing it to unlock content, and it's kind of like It almost feels like they're punishing you for not buying them, you know, rather than rewarding you. Buying them, and that's a that's a bad feeling. And I really think that you are going to see their monopoly over those figures just completely, you know, erode from from all the competition that's coming up now. Yeah,
0: and that 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 reminds me of an article. IGN put out an article maybe two three weeks ago at how much it really costs to play Skylanders, and it was something like fifteen hundred dollars. If you if you if you got into Skylanders from the beginning all the way up to the end, you have spent fifteen hundred dollars on all the games and all the figures, and that includes it's fifteen hundred if you buy both the three. There are four different versions of the game for Nintendo. There are the dark editions uh, for the 3DS and the Wii and the uh, Wii U, and there are dark edi- uh, and then there are standard editions. So if you combine those into how much it really costs to get all the Skylanders, fifteen hundred dollars is a lot of money, man. That it's a cash grab, and there's just not not much else I can say about it.
1: It is, and and just to kind of offer a counterpoint to that, I know that it is going to be expensive to get all the Amiibos for the uh, Smash Bros. series. You know, if you add up all that, it's going to be like. I think it's over $900 or around that range but you know most of the, the reason why people are getting the amiibos for Smash Bros is different than the reason why people are getting them for Skylanders and Skylanders you need them to unlock content on the game so you can play certain levels or beat certain parts of the game with most of the reasons why people want to get all of the uh, Smash amiibos is because they're collectors it's for collectors purposes only a lot of people aren't even opening the boxes you know the, exactly. the, the whole philosophy behind the two markets is completely different you know
0: yeah i agree well there is some good news on the third party amiibo front uh, i don't know if you've played this game but there is this excellent game that came out last year it was my game of the year for last year by the way and that was a year where mario kart and smash bros came out my game of the year for 2014 is shovel knight uh shovel knight is a 8-bit styled game it's very similar to ducktales in in the combat you remember ducktales for the nes where you used like the cane as a pogo stick
1: yeah one of my favorite games of all time it's, although i did not play shovel knight I, so i didn't even know it was that great i heard about it
0: but yeah um... shovel knight is the game of the year for 2014 in my opinion there is no better game on any platform And it was nice that you can get it for multiple consoles. Uh, If you have an Xbox or a PlayStation, you can get it there. Well, as of this year, you can get it on those consoles. Uh, It was exclusive to the Wii, the Wii U and the 3DS for a whole year. Uh, But you could play on either system and it is a great game. Uh, My brother just completed it. He is a fan. He loves it. And just last month, uh, Yacht Club Games, the people who who uh, who made the game, announced there would be a Shovel Knight amiibo. Actually, it didn't. They didn't announce it so much as the UK version of GameStop leaked it early, and that led to Nintendo and Yacht Club Games scrambling to unveil the Shovel Knight amiibo. Uh, it, this is a great looking amiibo, uh, considering that Nintendo isn't actually manufacturing this amiibo. Uh, it is being licensed by Yacht Club Games uh, to use the Amiibo name. Uh, they will handle all the manufacturing of the figure. But that being said, I think it stands out as an Amiibo. It looks really good. I mean, they had to conform to Nintendo's quality control. That was the only way Nintendo would let it happen. And hey, Amiibos have a certain quality control and they undo certain things. They have to. It has to unlock certain things or it has to be a, an added value to getting this. So there's a lot, you know, it unlocks a two-player mode, a multiplayer mode, by having this Amiibo for the Wii U. So that's pretty cool. Uh, The figure just looks great. It stands, it looks like it stands a little bit taller than your standard Amiibo, but it is a good news. It's actually, what I like about this is that this does what the Sky Amiibos don't do. This, this is the right way to do Amiibo, um, and it's it's good because Yacht Club Games they're an indi- they're an indie developer they are not a major studio making an amiibo this is an independent developer, this was a Kickstarter game, and now we're getting to the point where this character is asked for very heavily in Smash. A lot of people want to see Shovel Knight in Smash Bros. Uh, a lot of people just like love the game. I I am one of them. It's a great game, great game. And for it to have amiibo representation, this is going to be the first shovel knight figure available to the general public this is awesome and this is another thing i like about amiibo is that it's the first time that we get physical representation for a lot of these characters and it, and it falls it falls true with with the shovel knight amiibo it's our first physical representation of shovel knight and i love it so that's it for the third party front guys so now we're going to do a little bit of the fun stuff uh, amiibo collecting stories I know Mario After Party won't tell this story, so I'm gonna tell it for him. The uh, the other day we were on the phone. It was the day that the Amiibo 3 pack had come out at GameStop. Mario Party, Mario After Party went to GameStop and stared at that 3 pack for half an hour while we conversed over the phone.
1: And well I- yeah, because I couldn't I couldn't buy it until I got off the phone with you. <laughs>
0: But he stared at it for half an hour, and he debated. He literally debated on whether or not he should buy it. Don't get it twisted. He had a, like... He didn't even have an internal debate. He had an external debate, because he set it up. He was like, should I buy this? I was like, yes, buy it, because it's awesome. Because Game & Watch alone is awesome in that set. Game & Watch is now one of my favorite Amiibo, by the way, because of the different poses.
1: I know. I had GameStop employees, like, joining in my conversation with you about Amiibos, which... I don't know why you don't like the duck on dog one. That's my favorite one. You can't even notice the stand because it's behind the dog and the duck covers it like that that's That's true. Looks...
0: I, I'm just not a fan of the stand. I mean, it does look good, but out of the three, it is not. But you the don't mess.
1: notice the stand because it's hidden.
0: Yeah, but even at, even when you compare Ooh. it to the other two figures that come in that pack, man, it's not. It's not as pretty.
1: Okay, well let me preface this whole story by saying that I went to GameStop to get you something for your birthday which I discovered your fiancé had just gotten you. So then I was there, and I found myself staring at the three-pack, and I don't know what came over me, but maybe that little collector in me deep down somewhere, even though I do not consider myself a collector, was just the little collector voice that I never thought I had was just screaming out for me to buy it and... After, like, debating it for, like, 30 minutes, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I have some funny Amiibo Collector stories. Uh, On the 11th of September, I went hunting very specifically for the 8-Bit Mario. So I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, took a shower, drove my happy self to Target, got to Target at 6 a.m., thinking that the line was going to be long because I had just driven past Toys R Us, and the line literally extended out to, like, a block. I was like, wow, yeah. what, that's bad. And you
1: threatened another human being.
0: I did. So so this is what happened. I ended up being the third person in line at the Target that I was at. And uh, Target actually, in their advertisement, had the 8-bit Mario limit 2 per customer. Instead of the, the limit 1 per customer for all the other Amiibo. Uh, I was the third person in line. Uh, there was a, uh, a hefty young woman in front of me and a skinny uh, older guy in front behind her so I'm the third guy in line doors open at 8 been there for two hours it's hot in Florida at this time of year and humid so when you're waiting outside for two hours you, you you start to get a little grumpy so the doors open get to the front of the line limit two per customer but they only have one box of the 8-bit Mario's They only four come in a box So the girl who was first, who had been there since 3.30 in the morning, bought two. And now I'm thinking I'm not going to get my 8-Bit Mario. So I literally look at the guy who's in front of me, and I look at him in the eye, and I tell him, if you buy both of those, there is no way on this earth that you will outrun me. I will get what I'm here for. I will chase you down, and I will take your 8-Bit Mario. He looked at me. He's like, dude, I just want one. I was like, that's right.
1: I'm only buying one, man.
0: <laughs> I physically threatened a human being over that 8-Bit Mario. And I got my 8-Bit Mario. And I'm happy. I love it. It's my favorite amiibo. It is, I'm doing a top 10 video. Cat's out of the bag, guys. This is the number one amiibo. This is literally the best-looking amiibo in existence right now, in my opinion. You got to wait for the rest. But I will give you that, that the number one amiibo is the 8-Bit. So, those are our funny little collecting stories. Uh let's get into the future releases. Uh we know that every character in Smash will eventually have an amiibo. So we can look forward to Mewtwo will be out in November. Uh that's cool. I really want Mewtwo, but I'm telling you right now that I'm really looking forward to the Me3 pack. That's going to be exclusive to Toys R Us. The Me fighters the funny thing is, they are physical representations of you, me, and my fiance. There's the blonde-headed sword fighter, and since you main Shulk, that makes perfect sense. Uh, I'm a Pikachu main, which you know makes me kind of like a brawler. So that's the the uh, the the young fighter with the brown, the black hair, and then there's a, a reddish-headed, uh, female gunner that is literally looks like the me that my fiance created. So of course, I'm gonna get that three pack, and each one of us is gonna be. You're going to be the sword fighter. I'm going to be the brawler. She's going to be the gunner. So I'm looking forward to that. But the one I'm super hyped for is Ryu. That is going to be a sick amiibo.
1: Yeah, I (laughs) was... You literally took the words out of my mouth. That is the amiibo that I will resort to violence to get. I mean... And I have a feeling that that is the amiibo that is going to make headlines for, like, people you know, doing actual Tatsumaki Senpaku's in a Walmart parking lot to beat other people up to get
0: that amiibo. I can see the headline now. Street Fighter amiibo causes street fight.
1: Be some, like, literal shoryukens and Tatsumaki Senpaku's on YouTube from people who are not happy that they did not get their Ryu amiibo and they are resorting to violence in a Walmart parking lot. (laughs) <laughs> I agree. we are here first, folks.
0: So we're just talking about the future releases. Uh, talking about Street Fighter and whatnot. I think the only other thing we we have coming out is uh the. Uh, Animal Crossing is coming out, so I think that's going to be the next big craze for Amiibo. Uh, Chibi Robo came out today. Uh, I don't know if you can see this, bro, but I got the Chibi Robo.
1: Does that actually plug into the wall?
0: No, but it's it's really thick. So, But it looks cool. It looks like it could, but it's too thick. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so the Chibi-Robo is out now. If you guys buy this game, because this is possibly the last Chibi-Robo game if we do not support it. So there's lots more to look forward to. Uh, so we only have two more questions, and we're going to quit hit these. Uh, favorite amiibo. I'll let you lead off with that one, bro. Um, man,
1: I don't have as many as you do, but I'm going to go with, I like Shulk, obviously, because I'm a Shulk main. I'm really feeling
0: it.
1: If I'm being biased, I would say Shulk, but if I'm just looking at the figure itself, I really like the Duck Hunt Dog one.
0: Yeah, all the Amiibo three packs have been like a blast, so. Uh my favorite amiibo, if you guys couldn't guess, it is the 8-bit classic edition of Mario. It is such a great amiibo. Uh my second favorite is that Splatoon 3 pack. I think that's the point where amiibo really set the bar extraordinarily high for quality. Those figures look good and that was our first taste of getting additions to the bases. So that that right there was really cool. I love that 3 pack. I uh, really like the squid in that 3-pack. So that's those are our favorite Amiibos. And the last one. <laughs> Nin, Amiibo on, an, on NX. Nintendo announced earlier in the year that they were working on a new console, the Nintendo NX. When Amiibo launched, Iwata called it a platform. Something that they wanted to build and develop. It seems like a no-brainer that Amiibo will exist uh, at the time that the NX comes out. It seems like a like something that they would continue to support. Um, but now that we're in this post-Iwata Nintendo, a lot of changes were made, do you think that Amiibo still has a presence on their next-generation hardware?
1: Do I think they still have a presence for Amiibos?
0: Yeah, do they still Well, will I mean, Amiibos Amiibo still have a place in for, in Nintendo on this next hardware line.
1: I think definitely the Amiibo will continue to evolve. I think it will become um I don't know. I think it will become something that is almost integral to to maybe not all the games, but a lot of games. Um, hello. I'm still here. Okay. I, I think it'll be a big thing for Nintendo in the future. I don't think they're just going to let it go. But um, I, I mean, I don't see it being like important for every game that comes out because I don't think it'll be necessary for all the games. But I think you're going to see the Amiibo evolve into something um, different than the way it looks now. You know, in, in like two or three years from now, you're going to see um, the future of Amiibo being a lot more versatile, and probably even more functional within the games than than it is now. So, I'm just I'm optimistic. I think it's going to be, um, you know, a pretty big deal on the MX.
0: I agree, and I think with the seven million Amiibos sold, I think that speaks for it itself. Yeah, you know, that it should be a no-brainer, but. Sometimes, you know, we don't have, like, insight into what Nintendo actually does and what decisions that they make. But I do think Amiibo is something that they carry over to the next console. Um, And if they don't, they'd be foolish because I think in a time where Nintendo had some struggle, Amiibos have really kept their heads above water. Alright, guys. That is going to be it. For today's talk topic, so we just want to go ahead and hit, up with, hit you up with our closing thoughts. Uh, I thought this was a really good conversation. It was definitely a beautiful way to continue with the Splat Zones. I think we had a great first episode. I think this episode is just as good, if not better. Um, this was a good topic to cover. Uh, we're hitting, we're coming up on that annual that that first year anniversary. So. I, I was really excited to bring this message to you guys uh as an amiibo hunter, collector, the guy who runs, you know, a Nintendo channel and I bring you stuff like amiibo collecting and whatnot. It was a pleasure to do this this episode uh you know, I love amiibo. I love where they are, where they're going. So it's fun and it was nice to have Mario Afterparty here cuz he was a good counterpoint as to where I come from that hardcore collector standpoint. He comes from like I'll buy one if I like it standpoint. And that's a good point to have because, you know, I'm going to be – like I said, I, I got on that hype train, and I don't know where it's taking me. But Mario After Party can, like, jump on and off that train whenever he pleases and land on his feet. So it was a good counterpoint. Uh, again, Mario After Party, I really appreciate you uh, being the co-host.
1: Uh, Thank you for having
0: me. Yes, yes. It is it's a pleasure to have you on board because, like I said, we kind of have these conversations – Uh, Before, you know, not in this context, but we do have we've we've had similar conversations before, and it turns out that these are really good conversations, and I think that the people who 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 watch the channel would really enjoy it. And guys, the response to the first episode of Splat Zones that was awesome. Uh, you guys emailed me, you hit me up on Twitter. It was great. I really loved getting all that feedback. Uh, I liked what you said about uh, uh our our or thoughts about the game, Pokemon Go. I'm looking really forward to hearing what you have to say about this episode. It was it was an honor. So, guys, that's going to be it for us today. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Nice1983. You can hit me up on uh, email at, g- at Nice1983 at gmail.com. Uh, we have a website coming soon. I'm working on that. We're also going to be making a Facebook page where we will be uploading all the content that we have on the YouTube channel to that Facebook. So stay tuned to that, guys. So, thanks for watching. Watch out for Amoeba Hunters on the Pro. And as always, what we say here in the Splat Zones is... Stay fresh! Stay fresh! Deuces!